welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences. But it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems. Welcome to episode 85 of the Worship Leader Props podcast, where we aim to equip, entertain, and encourage worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored still by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? Big Gingy. We back. What is happening? Just the two of us today, man. It is just the two of us. Nice. It takes two to make a thing go right. <laughs> hey, I, so right now we're in podcast version. Yes. And I wish you guys could see right now. So early on in our podcasting, I gave Brian the nickname Big Tasty. And to say he wasn't super happy about that is maybe an understatement at the beginning. Because then it found its way onto his in-ear pack. But then it took over sudden, my life, man. It did. But then all of a sudden, he like sends me a picture, and now he's got his AirPods monogrammed. And now he's wearing a T-shirt that says Big Tasty. So he has officially uh, embraced his calling to be Big Tasty. Yeah, you know, you can't. You can only hope to contain it. You can't That's stop right. it. Can't stop, can't stop it. it. Only hope to contain it. So, well, Big Tasty, do you want to take a moment and tell the lovely listeners a little bit about Planning Center Online? I sure do. I sure do. So, so we occasionally get DMs from people who say, what is this planning center that you're talking about all the time? So here's what it is. Planning center designs software to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. It's a set of seven online applications and you can subscribe individually or use them all together as a full management church wide system. They have tools that will help you check people into events and classes You can receive uh, process and track donations. You can organize small groups and take attendance. You can uh, centralize all the information about your church members so you guys can keep track of them. Uh, You can track uh, online event signups and payments. You can track and approve how and when facilities and resources are used. You can schedule volunteers in any ministry, plan your services, and equip your worship team. So you can explore and give any planning center applications a try with a 30-day free trial. Learn more at planning.center. So let me ask you a question, Brian. Ask me. Would a plumber show up to fix a toilet without his tools? Not a good plumber. Definitely not not an effective plumber. Not an effective plumber. Would a carpenter show up to redo a bathroom without his tools? I don't think so. He would run straight to Home Depot, and he would buy that DeWalt skill saw. I don't know. I'm making up things right now. But <laughs> he would put the tools. Miter saw. Miter saws. A radial arm saw. Saws are we getting? Are we getting these right, Dan Smith? I mean, he is <laughs> Paul Bunyan. But, you know, like, you got to have the tools at your disposal to do your job effectively. And if you're serving in a church anywhere in an any capacity. You heard what I said, in any capacity, any capacity, you need to be using Planning Center Online. So we love the guys and gals at Planning Center Online. Yes, we do. So 
Dude, cool things coming up our way. Uh, we got uh, Brian and I are going to be taking a trip together. Uh, we're going to be showing up in Danville, Virginia for the Five Words Media uh, deal where they gave away a full AVL system to Hope Church uh, there. And so uh, next year, they'll be doing it again. They'll be giving away an AV system, and we're going to partner with them. And so we're oh, excited to, yep, yep, to show yep. up. And so, yeah, you can uh, – I don't know. Dan, Gorley, you're in the chat. When does the next round open up for Free Church AV? So I'm going to wait on that, but once we find that out, we'll tell you. Um, so yeah, we got that. We got the experience conference coming again in September. Um, and if you guys uh, haven't signed up yet, I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. Incredible artists, incredible speakers, and big tasty. I mean, <laughs> big gingy. Yeah. And, and, the and big, I think big gourley is going to be big there too. Oh, that's right. Free Church AV opens back up with the experience conference. Remember? Oh my word. I know, right? So yeah, that's what you call a convergence. That is a convergence. And another convergence is when you show up to the experience conference, you get led in worship uh, by Carrie Job, and then you go find Brian and I and we go get cronuts together. Right. Ah, you know what you know what we need to do? We need to see Jesus and Donuts. I mean We need to see if Cody will join us for a cronut. Oh. I know, I know. Tyler and Corey from Red Rocks will join us for. Oh, a Tyler and Corey are gamers, dude. They'll come join us anywhere. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can get Cody Carnes. Yeah, that'd be so much fun, wouldn't it? Come on, we should text him. Be like, yes, Cody, but hey, dude. dude, Free Church AV is the real deal. Everybody was like, not everybody, but there were people who were suspicious last year. Is this for real? Is this really going to happen? Yeah. Fam, we're going to be there in just a couple of weeks in Danville, Virginia at Hope Church for the install with Dan Gorley and our friends from Five Words. It's going to be lit. I mean, here's the deal. As last time I checked, I'm real and I'm going to be there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm real. You are. You're the realest of the real. <laughs> Dude, so what's... Uh, I love this part. Like, I love when you get like updating. What's going on in church ministry? Where are you guys at? What are you trying to work on at Mount Pleasant? What's in like help us the, the myself the listeners help let us into your world big tasty. <laughs> well, um, we will be back to regular in person services on July 11th and 12th. So Woo! we had lined out the weeks leading up to that, and uh, we're going and recording still, but we're recording at all of our campuses. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this weekend uh, we were at uh, a campus that's called Impact Bethany, and. Uh, Next week, we will be uh, at our Impact Center, which is our food and clothing ministry. Uh, and then we're back. So, yeah, doing that, awesome, we got dude. we got Rachel, the intern, who's uh, rocking it. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's it's been it's been a it's been a an interesting time, as you know, for all of us. You know, we're 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 just back in the office and just trying to figure out like you're walking down the hallway and you're like, Oh, there's another person in here. Should I have a mask on? Should I have gloves on? Yeah. Don't look at me. What, what should we yeah. do? Um, so yeah, man, hanging out, getting ready for the big, uh, the big in-person relaunch on July. 11th. So cool, dude. I'm so excited for your church. I think it's going to be awesome when they get to get back together. I know for our church, it was super cool. Um, we've been, we've been dealing with, so like, I think I explained it last week, our church sits kind of at the base of this large bridge mm -hmm. that is separated by a very large waterway from Northern Stewart, where the church is to Southern Stewart. And you can get to the church, but it's like 30 minutes around one way or 45 minutes around the other. Cause there's like, 
a lot of intercoastal waterways and it's just real weird the way that it all is down there. So, you know, people trying to figure out, am I going to fight all that traffic? Uh, am I just going to get online? But uh, it's been super awesome. Uh, one of the things we did this week, and, and, and this is craziness, like I have really started to fall in love with audio routing. Mm. Like it's maybe one of the nerdier things I've ever said, but like, <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you get audio from here to there and back? And so like we use for our, our comms for um, service producer, lighting, all the cam operators, video director, media director, we use this thing called unity. And so mm. it's, uh, how it's like an IP. Yeah. It's like an IP based um, communication software. So we figured out this week how to like, route unity back into the Midas through Dante and then out of the Midas back into unity. So that like at this point, everybody level 27, I mean, level 27 Dante certified right here. It's unbelievable. But like, so here, so our comms, which is just completely separate from our audio network. Now uh, our worship pastor can walk over and talk into his talkback mic. And now video director can hear him. Video director, even though he's on comm, can now speak back to the worship leader. Um, the uh, Yeah, dude. And then like we can now, I can like, I can hit broadcast through Unity and be like, hey, just make sure your IMAX down. You know, we got this segment coming up. So like everybody's talking to everybody. And we were like sitting there like, all right, maybe we could do it this way. And then a friend of ours was like, I bet we could use Dante to do it. And we were like, oh, Dante. And so we jumped in. And so it was just so much fun this week. I know it sounds right. so dumb. Hey, you need me, like, Dante. Help you let me know. I, I almost called you when I was trying to figure out, like, how do I send this mono bus back through into Unity? So, um, but yeah, it's, it, it was, gosh, it was so much fun nice. doing that. I, it's so dumb. But like our video guy, Dan, and myself, we just, we were in hog heaven, just getting it all done and we got it rocking. And then we're like, we get to rehearsal and we're like, okay. So, and then everybody's like, okay, this is awesome. So, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, man. Very cool. You know, riding nerdy. <laughs> riding and then nerdy. I'm also in the midst of uh, trying to, uh, Get life groups fired up again for all. Oh, yeah. When so, does that start? Uh, they will launch September the 8th. So gotcha. the weekend before experience or the weekend after. I can't remember. Nice. But it is September the 8th. Nice. So, yeah, dude, things are things are good. I got to spend some time with some friends from the church yesterday. We went um, shooting sporting clays. Have you ever nice. done that? I have one time. and that That is easily one of the most difficult things I've ever done. <laughs> I... I don't like not being good at something. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. And so my intern uh, is a two-time junior national champion, <laughs> cl- like sporting clays guy. And then my friend James went with us, and he's he's like a former like Division One football player, like played some Arena League stuff, like wow. was on five NFL teams. So he's just like he's an athlete. And so I've never been so frustrated in my whole life. Like I got my second stand. I hit like all eight and I was like, oh, it's going to be a good day. And then I was literal trash for the rest of the day. So it's so hard. Did they do the one on the ground where it like hops? No, we didn't. They didn't have one set up like that, (laughs) but I'm like, who thinks this is fun? I was terrible at it. Oh, it it was. You hit eight, all eight. I hit maybe three in an entire day. I shot, I, I hit 50 out of a hundred. Dude, that'll put you it's in the It's my hall second of fame. time ever doing it. Uh, Jack probably hit 96, 94. Good grief. Yeah. Good grief, and my friend James shot 80. But dude, it was the, the heat index, because we were out in the middle of the state. 
was like 110 degrees and there was no breeze. I haven't been hot like that in in a minute, dude. Dan Boyle's a mathlete, he says. Mathlete. <laughs> so, podcast listeners, you'll hear every once in a while we start throwing out names. So, what we've been doing on Saturday mornings, and you should join us because it's it's really it's fun. It's a ton we of have, fun. Yeah, we have been live streaming us recording this portion of the podcast. Now, we don't do anything with the interviewees or anything like that. You're just hearing the opening and the closing of all these episodes. But uh, every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time, you can jump on our Facebook and drop us a like. And then you can jump in and actually be part of the uh, live stream. And we just kind of talk about random life stuff. And it's been it's been a lot of fun getting to do that. Oh, what, it, what are you taking a picture of? I can show you the world. It's always Disney. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Dude. It's craziness. I haven't Dude, rang Brandon, the bell in a long time. Brandon Khan just joined us, and I have followed him a little bit. I think he's at Gateway, and he posted this article about this new Meyer PA or something. It looked oh, really cool. Nice. nice. So, hey, Brandon Khan. All right, my man. Well, why don't we jump into our first and most bestest section of the podcast that we like to call prayer concerns. Every week on the worship leader props podcast, we like to read all of the prayer concerns that you send us um, because here's the deal. Um, Each and every one of us are in ministry, right? Ministry can feel very lonely. Um, So we read these prayer concerns because uh, it can make the church feel just a little bit smaller when you realize that the mega church on the corner down the street is having the exact same issues with people that you are. And so prayer concerns for us are just all of the crazy comments that people will put into the how can we be praying for you section of our welcome card, connection card, whatever you call it in your context. So Big Tasty, what do we got this week? Yes, yes, yes. So keep them coming. Prayer concern number one. Number uno. And I quote, I'm not sure who needs to know this, but the video takes forever to load on my old (laughs) computer, and it only starts halfway through the service. It's really annoying. Please fix it before next week. (laughs) (laughs) Takes forever to load on my old... When you're... When you are complaining and also calling your computer old, perhaps yeah. it's a problem on your end. So is he asking for a new computer? Basically, is that what <laughs> yeah, he's saying? I guess so. Can you please buy me a new computer? Please buy me a MacBook Pro. I would settle for a MacBook Pro. <laughs> All right, number two. Someone comment on the stream. Let's take a shot every time the worship leader flips his hair. <laughs> I'm assuming they meant OJ. Shot of OJ. Sunday morning, you know, <laughs> taking a shot every time the worship leader flips his hair. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> okay, number three. For the day. I'm not a I'm not a hair flipper. I don't have the kind of hair that flips, but I've I'm seen a beard flipper. <laughs> okay, number three. I'm a media tech in a traveling revival organization. My biggest pet peeve is when someone comes to me and the sound tech in the booth to ask me, the media tech, hey, do you run sound and audio? (laughs) You know, I leave the sound to the sound guys. I'm just an audio guy. So, you know. Sound and audio. Double threat guy. (laughs) Um, Okay, number four. Number four. I wish you would do more of the classics. 
there are so many in our church that would love it. And as you can imagine, at this point, I assume they're talking about hymns. But then they they added, you know, like mighty to save, how great is our God and the heart of worship. I got swerved for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny to think that the songs that, kind of in my mind started the real contemporary like of what we closer to what we have now like i think like the mighty of the saves classic like you know what i mean like the, you never thought there'd be a point where you look back and go oh that's an old banger now you know right, what i mean right. like i mean it's just it's weird it's weird getting older it is it's you gonna know, get like, way weirder for you let me tell you oh dude like for somebody to say oh the stand that's an old song <sighs> not the stand come on forever arms high Okay, number five. Here's the last one. Bottom of the pudding cup. And it says, your praise and worship is more like a concert rather than praise and worship. You choose songs that not many people know. As I look around, many people are having a hard time getting into worship. The leader needs to go to wow worship to find strong, spirit-filled songs. Wow. (laughs) Now that's what I call worship. Wow, worship! Wow, is dude. that still a thing? Are they still I have doing? No it? clue. I have no clue. Wow, worship! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Props Podcast. All you have to do: go to www.worshipleaderprops.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, and uh, we have a quick little form you can fill out there. Uh, we don't ask for your name or your church's name; it is one hundred percent anonymous. So please and thank you. Keep sending those in. All right. Well, it's now time to jump into our second segment of the podcast before we get into our interview with Mr. David Leonard, and we like to call it sliding into the DMs. So, my man, we did this last week, and it felt pretty good to actually jump back into a couple of these things. So, Reminiscent. I got a a DM question for you that has come in. How have you you navigated dealing with either a toxic team or maybe even toxic team members? Mm. Because that can be a hard thing. Like, I know, like, you know, I talk a lot about with some of my friends in the church world. They're like, wow, oh, they're volunteers and I don't want to. And I'm like, but if they're creating a negative atmosphere to yeah, have to have yeah. others work in, like it's your job as the leader, you have to address that. So mm-hmm. what are some ways that you have addressed toxicity within your team? Wow. Well, I would say if, if you're if you're using the word toxic to describe it, it's not a team. Oh, and I I would say I. I avoid, okay, so we've all we've all probably worked with leaders who the only tool they have in their leadership toolbox is a sledgehammer. Yeah. And I avoid the sledgehammer at all costs. But if that is unavoidable, yeah. I think this may be time for a sledgehammer moment. A straight up heart to heart, like your attitude, your behavior is not honoring the Lord. And if it's not honoring the Lord, it's not edifying the church. And if it's not edifying the church, it's poison for our team. Yeah. How often do you, um, how do you discern between when it's time to address a couple individuals or to just address the whole team? Cause I've been in situations where like, you know, it's a, a one person, but rather than address the one, it just address everybody. And it's like, yeah. Oh dude, that's not going to fit. Like, how do you discern the moments of when it's like, this is a, this is a locker room team meeting or yeah. it's a, you're coming to my office meeting. 
Well, I think, first of all, you need to, if, if you handle the one-on-one well, everybody wins. And that, that takes time, I think, to learn. It takes a lot of preparation, you know, write out talking points, do whatever you have to do. Um, and I think it depends on how specific the issue is. Mm, like if, like if one person shows up in a tank top and leads worship barefoot to send a, an email to the entire team that says we should not be wearing tank tops or leading worship barefoot. That's not appropriate. Yeah. But if it's like, if you're noticing a trend with a few people, maybe a few, few people are coming late or a few people are, uh, you know, not whatever, not preparing. I think there are, there are things that you can address in a general sense, but I also think, and we're all, we all have an opportunity coming out of the pandemic. You know, it's been difficult to lead our teams because we haven't been with our teams, you know, Mm -hmm. and so our leadership has been from a distance. So now we have an opportunity, like a rallying point. And those are, those can be really important, good, uh, points in the, in the arc of a ministry, you know? And so, um, you have this opportunity now to, uh, bring everybody back together. Um, unity, you know, unity is when you're talking teams of any kind, uh, unity is, is so important. So if you've got people that are standing in the way of that, it might be time to say, look, man, I, we're a better team with you than we are without you. Mm. God has given you gifts and uh, as your pastor, I want to see you learn that and we'll learn how That's to good. use that and learn it and use it effectively to, to build up the kingdom. But, um, mm. I see, a, I see a roadblock here and I need to know how we can, how we can address it together. I'll help you. I'll walk with you. Yeah. Um, and you know, there, there are times where the toxic person is the leader. That's, that, that's what I was going to say. I think if you're experiencing toxicity on the team, like, I think there's two kind of different situations. Like if you're just coming in as the new guy and this is what you're dealing with, that's one thing. But like, if you've been there for three years or longer, if there's toxicity in a team, the first place you need to look is in the mirror. Absolutely. You know, they say maybe it's three years. There's a period of time where it takes that long. And then the team takes on the personality of the leader. That's what I've heard is three. Yeah. So like, that's a great point, Jeremy. You got to look in the mirror because if there's like, Oh gosh, they're gossiping all the time. Like maybe you need to look in the mirror and maybe you like you find out, oh gosh, I've been talking kind of bad about congregants to yeah. some of my team yeah. members. I don't know that I should be doing that. Or, you know, like if they're if the team's not coming prepared and like you look at yourself as a leader and you're coming in and you don't know your lyrics or you're not sure or how a melody get, like or you're consistently late, like all of those things, like whatever we do as leaders in moderation, the people are gonna do in excess. Mm-hmm. So like if you want them to like be early on time, well, then you be early to the excess and you're going to see them start coming in. But if you're moderately late, then they're going to be excessively late. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. so and even in, even when you're not talking, you're leading. <laughs> oh, whether you like it or not, you're always leading comes with the territory, baby. You know what I mean? Like when we, when we lift that mantle of leadership onto our shoulders and I don't care, like, please don't hear me. We're only talking to worship leaders right now. I'm talking to you production guys. I'm talking to you and my tech leaders out there. Like if you carry that leader, that, that, that leader distinction at all, everyone's watching all the time. Absolutely. And, and how you lead, it's going to be how your team is going to, going to be. So if there's, if you're seeing that toxic behaviors, man, it, it's time to do like a fact check. And I think in those moments, you got to find people in your life who you trust, who love you and who are for you. Like 
you know, I know I can to this day I can go to Randy Miller and I can sit down and like here's what's going on and like he loves me enough to tell me if it's me he loves me enough to do that I can do that with Brian Scott Longyear like that you got to have people in your life that you have an open door that they can come in and speak hard truth to you Um, but like if it is not you like here's the thing that the worst thing you can do is not address it like it's really easy to go oh well maybe it'll get better or and then you know you're six months down the line and now the team's getting worse and worse and worse like all of that reflects on you as a leader and saying like too many times we just don't, we don't address something and then it festers and festers and then it boils over and then you're just in a bad place. And they're going to be the kind of team members that you want, the, the heartfelt, like sincere people who are there to serve, they're going to start picking up on this and they're going to be like, deuces, man, I, I, don't, I don't need this in my life. Yep. So it's going to, yeah, it'll cost you. Cool. Well, I hope that helps you as you're leading your teams, man. And uh, if you're going through some of that toxicity, man, we'll be praying for you. And then if you've got some ways that you've learned to deal with that, DM us, man. We'd love to hear from you guys. Well, my man, let's get into our first episode with David Leonard from All Sons and Daughters, record producer. Uh, When we were chatting with him that day, he was going to be working with Brandon Lake. Uh, Just a super cool guy doing super cool things. So we really hope you enjoy uh, part one with David Leonard. Well, the Worship Leader Props podcast is super duper excited to have David Leonard with us. And uh, David, you, you've made a huge impact like on on my ministry and in my life with, with the music you guys have done with All Sons and Daughters and the stuff you're even producing and stuff now. And so just really excited that you would take some time to jump on and just kind of share your wisdom and your journey with a bunch of worship and tech guys out there, man. You, uh, you've made a huge um, impact on a lot of us. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I love it, man. I, anytime I get to have conversations and join together with other communities, that is the life for me, man. So I love it. That's awesome. I'm honored to get to do this. Very cool. Dude. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell us just a little bit, kind of maybe like what you're doing right now, what God's got you up to. And then I'd like to take some time, man, kind of go back and like tell us your story of how you grew up and uh, maybe even, you know, when you found the Lord and, you know, how God called yeah. you into what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Currently right now, uh, sitting in studio downtown Franklin, me and two other guys started a production team together about three years ago called The Creek Music. And uh, we work on records all the time, producing records. Right now, currently working, uh, we got Brandon Lake in here right now doing oh, his nice, uh, nice. new record. Yeah. His, so we're his voice fun. is something special, man. Oh, it is, man. We, we might have put some tiger roars in some songs too so <laughs> it's getting wild over here that's awesome dude anything can happen in downtown franklin <laughs> that's the truth uh, currently working on that and uh him and josh baldwin right now which has been mm. a blast just two two hearts in the worship community that are so uh beautiful like uh, i've loved i've known brandon for years and then got to know Josh over the last couple of years. And it's just been a lot of fun to mm. partner with those two guys. So that's kind of what we've been doing during quarantine stuff. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, that, been doing that, doing that stuff. But so are uh, you, are you mostly in the studio these days then? Yeah. I, well, you know, before, been? before quarantine stuff hit, I was actually on tour with mercy me. Oh, wow. So okay. I was opening, I did a solo record, uh, that released in 2019 hmm. 
And uh, this was like my first opportunity to kind of hit the road with it. And it was awesome, man, having a blast, sharing the stories and, and sharing these songs, uh, which have been so much a, you know, it's, it's my story, me and my wife's story, what we walked through with infertility and um, all this kind of stuff. And wow. so it was, it was kind of a big deal to get to go out and share them. And then for it to be cut short, it was, it was a, it was a major shot to the, to the gut. Mm. And um, so, yeah, it, it was a bum deal. Um, but we, we had got through about half of the tour and we had half left. And so, mm. but now I don't have anything on the books, uh, show wise <laughs> or anybody does really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it, it was straight back to production stuff, which I'm so thankful that I even have, so, yeah. you know, most of these guys that are, are just, you know, survive off the road or it's a tough time, man. Yes, it's yeah, a tough time. Yes, it is. So, I have a lot um, of friends in the live production world that are hurting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look like it's coming back anytime soon. So, and it's not even just Christian; it's across the board. Yeah. It's it, the biggest oh, yeah. acts you could possibly think of are letting guys go that they never thought they'd have to let go, and um, yeah, stuff. And when you've spent so much of your life building, it's a, it's a, like it's a very specific craft that you do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like. Uh, oh, okay. So, what did you do before applying for this job at Walgreens? Well, I was the A one yeah. for you know, like, well, what's an A yeah. one? You know what I mean? Like, nobody's gonna understand. And I mean, yeah. So it's just well, it's crazy. not just you're you're not just let go from a gig. Your gig is literally taken away in the entire world. Yeah. Exactly. There's yeah, like not anywhere else you can do it. You, you're no. Wow. Yeah, you're it the, is done. so crazy, dude. Well, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear. I'd love to hear kind of just your story. Um, and then, I, I mean, if you're willing to share some, you know, with yeah. if your wife and I, your story. Uh, my wife and I, uh, 14 years of infertility, and uh, we just uh, adopted yeah. six weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear. Beautiful. Yeah. So, I, I'd, I'd kind of, I just, I'd love to hear your story, you know, go back as far as you want to. Yeah. Po it's a podcast, baby. Ain't nobody telling us what to yeah, do. So, you can man. linger on the details if you want. <laughs> I love it. Uh, grew up in Southeast Arkansas. Dad was a uh, worship pastor, college pastor, youth pastor. All at the same time. Oh did all three. Word. Wow. <laughs> uh, mom was stay at home, which was, uh, you know, she, she, it was more than stay at home. She was basically taking care of my dad and making sure everything ran. But, um, yeah, so I grew up in the parsonage of the church, would sneak over to the church and swim in the baptistry and, all those kinds of things. <laughs> I always grew up in it. Uh, but I had like a, had a cool childhood, you know, obviously, um, growing up in the South religion is, is an interesting thing. Um, I, I went through all the gamuts of all the feelings of being guilted into salvation and being terrified that I was going to hell. And, yeah. Uh, all kinds of things to, at the same time being shown, the true beauty of who Jesus is um, through my dad and through the way he loved people, um, which was, was something that I, I walked away with greatly. He, he uh, when I got to high school, he stopped being the youth pastor. And then when I went to college, he stopped doing the music. And, and now he's, he still is the college pastor on the D2 campus and um, been there for 35 years doing wow. the same thing. Wow. serving as a college as a college minister and 
uh, team chaplain for the athletics. And That's cool. So, I mean, he lives on the college campus and serving these kids day in and day out. And I, I just, I, I learned a ton from him and, and what it means to serve. I also learned what it, what it means, uh, to not have boundaries and, uh, to fail at all kinds of things. Uh, and you know, that plays into my story later on, but, um, it, it, yeah, I I grew up, I, I was like a sports kid, didn't really do, do music until I was probably 15 or 16 saw some friends start a band and I was like, man, what is that? I want to know what that is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got, got going, learned how to play some songs on a guitar and, and I started leading. So when I was like 16 or 17, I was leading for my dad's college group. And I just, I loved it. it you know, it wasn't one of those things that I felt like that was going to be the thing I did. Um, and it wasn't even a reality. Like I, I didn't know anybody that did music as a profession other than leading at a church or, you know, writing songs was not a thing. Like I didn't know anybody that wrote songs or, um, or knew that you can make a living from it or anything. And, um, so I ended up transfer. I went to college at this little school in Northwest Arkansas called John Brown university, little small Christian school. And I ended up starting a band there, met my wife there. Uh, and we ended up signing a record deal with Word Records in 05. We were kind of like the all things to all people band. We could be the bar band, the church band, <laughs> the bar mitzvah band, <laughs> whatever you need. <laughs> we loved it, but we thought it was our greatest strength. You know, it's like we could always get gigs, it, like getting shows was not a problem. I love it. But but when it came down to actually doing it once we were signed and once songs were getting pushed out and stuff like that, it was like nobody really knew what to do with us because we didn't we didn't even know our own identity. And so that that was a that was a big moment for me there of, of going, Okay, hey, you know, just because you're you're good at a lot of these things doesn't mean you need to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And um and so that we end up calling that quits. And during that time, I got hit up by Need to Breathe. They were looking for a keyboard player, and I started playing keys for them. And so I played keys for Need to Breathe for two years. And uh, during that time was when um, me and my wife were just walking through some pretty difficult times. It was, you know, obviously it was the first time I was – it was I was making money, which was amazing. (laughs) My wife didn't have to make – work three jobs. Uh, while I was making, you know, in the band before it was called Jackson waters. And, uh, you know, we would just, we sleep in our van and I'd make 500 bucks a month. And she was, she was, it was brutal. It was brutal. And, you know, jumped on the need to breathe thing. And it was like, I was making money and I was on a bus and it was awesome. It was like everything that I truly desired. Uh, But at the same time, it was nothing that I desired. Mm. Um, and so, I remember, you know, I would be gone for 30, 40 days at a time. And wow. Like just me and my wife had developed individual lives. So the first day coming home would be awesome. But by day two or three, we were just inconveniencing each other because mm-hmm. we had our own ways of life. And um, so that was that was like our first kind of red flags that were getting thrown up. I'm going, OK, hey, I don't know if this is going to work. And mm-hmm. um, she had started going to this church and and uh 
a friend of ours had taken her to a small group with her. And she was like, you got to come with me to this. You're in town while we're doing this. You should, you should come with me to this. And I had done everything I could to avoid those types of situations. Uh, I didn't want people to know my problems and I definitely didn't want to know other people's problems. <laughs> and especially, you know, in the position that I was in is like, I didn't feel the freedom to be able to talk about the real stuff that was going on. And, um, and I remember sitting around that circle of those 12 people and I listened to them share their stories and I listened to them talk about things that I shouldn't be hearing. And I, and I felt like I saw grace for the first time and it was like an actual thing. Wow. Like it was a thing that I could actually touch and feel. And, and I just like felt compelled to start sharing and I started sharing about what was going on with us and, uh, all kinds of stuff. And, and I just, I was accepted and I was loved and I was like, what is this? And I, I and it just, it blew my mind because I, I hadn't experienced grace, um, like that to that point in my life. And so I was like, I have to be a part of this. Like whatever this is, every time we come home, I got to come be a part of this. And when I started playing with need to breathe, I stopped writing songs. Um, just because I just, I needed to, I, I need to be able to check out and, and just play. And I remember we were in Maine and I, for some reason, decided I wanted to write a song. I grabbed a guitar, went out to this bench and I tried to write the same songs I'd written before, which were mostly, you know, relationship type songs. And I tried to start writing and nothing was coming. Then all of a sudden I started thinking about these 12 people I was doing life with. And this like worship stuff started coming out and I, I had never written worship stuff. Uh, you know, it wasn't something I was, I desired to do. It was just something that when I started thinking about their stories, this stuff started coming out and, um, I finished the song. I didn't know what to do with it. I, I didn't even really like the song, but <laughs> for some reason I felt like I needed to send it to the worship pastor at the time at the church um, not with the intent of him playing it, but just because I felt like God was telling me to do it. And so I sent it to him and, and he was like, man, thank you so much. There's this other girl here at our church that has the same desire of wanting to write for her small group. You guys should get together and, and see what you, what you cook up and what you write. And so he introduced me to Leslie and, um, we started getting together writing for our small groups and I would come and I'd go back out. She was on staff, so she was leading at the time. <clears throat> so she would lead the song on Sunday and be like, oh, it was awesome. Or, no, that didn't work out. <laughs> and so uh, and so it just, my heart began to tug more and more for what God was doing there. We weren't trying to start a band. We weren't trying to do anything. We were just writing songs. <clears throat> and then uh, the guys came to me and were like, hey, we want you to be the fifth member of the band. We want you and your wife to move to Charleston. Wow. wow. <clears throat> and, uh, and I just, I couldn't do it, man. It was, it, it felt like God was doing something here in Franklin and, and I wanted to be a part of it. I had no idea what it was. <clears throat> I had no idea what it was going to do. Uh, I just knew that, that I felt like I was supposed to be here. And so, uh, I ended up, uh, tell them that I couldn't do it. I ended up finishing out that tour and then came off the road, had no idea what I was going to do. 
had no and back to square one again no job uh making no money again yeah. and uh but I, I was a part of a community and so within a few months of that uh the worship pastor at the at our church journey had been let go me and leslie became the interims and uh we were writing man and and uh, that one of the ladies that went to our church actually worked at integrity and said, man, these songs that you guys are writing, you should come down and play them for our staff. And I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> you know, me Why and not? her had like, yeah, me and her had like written songs together, but we didn't hang out. We didn't know each other. And you know, so we were, we were flying down. That was back when they were in mobile and we were flying down to mobile, like getting to know each other. Like, <laughs> do you have any brothers and sisters or like, yeah. <laughs> all this kind of stuff? And uh, we got down there and played the songs and they, they loved it. And they're like, have you guys ever thought about doing this? And we're like, well, I mean, no. And I had done the record deal thing. And so I knew what it entailed. Yeah. And so coming in, I was like, well, just to get this clear, like we're not writing for radio. We're not touring. Uh, we're, going to create for a church and that's basically it and they were like cool sounds awesome <laughs> they're like what like hold on a second <laughs> i didn't know this existed and they're like man i mean that's what we do like we resource the church and yeah. um it's like okay well maybe we can get behind this and so we ended up coming back and and got my wife and her husband all together in a room and and we decided that we felt like it was something we wanted to try to run after and so the from day one and till the day we ended it was all about writing songs for journey and and whatever poured out of it poured out and and we were blown away by what god did we never thought that any of those songs would resonate outside of our four walls wow and uh it's been crazy to watch it, man. It's been even now. And, um, and so, you know, fast forward to 2016 and we had worked on a project for two years. We did a thing called poets and saints where we studied a bunch of people who come before us and we did a trip to Europe and our pastor wrote a book out of it and we made a record and we made a small group curriculum, all this kind of stuff. We've been working on this project for a while. And we decided at the end of we did a tour we decided at the end of that tour, we we're going to take a year off um, just because looking back on whenever we started it in 2010 or whatever, all the things that we said we weren't going to do, we were doing, we <laughs> oh, were wow. touring, we were trying to get radio. We were like everything that we were doing, we were, we were doing it. And so we're like, Hey, let's, let's see if we can let the dust settle a bit. And, and, you know, obviously when the dust starts to settle and you've been going at it, you start to realize all the holes that are in the room. And, <clears throat> and so, um, you know, it was just, it was one of those things. At the time, Leslie and her husband had stopped going to, to Journey and, and they'd started doing another thing. And, uh, and it was, you know, every time after that, every time we would get together, it just felt like <clears throat> the common thread piece wasn't there. Mm. And, you know, it didn't matter what our convictions were. It didn't matter where we were in life. We always had the church. And whenever whenever we didn't have the church, it was one of those things that it just felt like we were kind of adding to the noise. And that was something that we didn't ever want to do. We always wanted to do something that was so focused on our community and our body. 
And when our community and our body wasn't the focus of that anymore, it was like, okay, maybe, maybe it's time. Um, and so we, we decided to call it and with, we had still have so much love for each other and, and you know, who knows, maybe we'll do something again someday, but it was, it was at the, it was the right time of going, Hey, yeah, you know, we don't want to just make music to make music. We, it, this has always been intentional and we want to be intentional with this. And so we ended up calling it. And during that time is when, um, me and Seth Talley and Brad King started the Creek music and just started running after it with the production stuff, man. Never, never knew we'd be working on the records that we've got to work on. And, <clears throat> and it's, it's been crazy. And so, you know, going, I, I told you before, I was out with Mercy Me doing the thing. And I was I was leading Grady Lord during the set, and it was the first time I had played that song for someone other than my church in four years. Oh wow! And we're playing these arenas, and bro, <laughs> like I like I didn't. I mean, I I know people sing it, yeah, but I didn't realize what it was. Yeah. The second that we would start that thing, the room would erupt. <laughs> and uh, it was like, okay, like that's different. Like that. <laughs> and even when we were leading them in All Sons and Daughters, like, I mean, it was, it was big, but like that was four years ago. <laughs> this song has been breathing for, for more. Like, you know, the last time we played it in a room was in 2016. That's, wow. you know. Wow. Wow. Uh, there's been a lot a lot of people lead it since then and dude it's just so, to it see is, it's unreal man like jeremy and i are both crazy. we're both involved with the experience conference in orlando and yeah. we always jokingly say like great are you lord is like our flagship song anytime our team gets together uh, we sing all kinds of worship songs and then, you know, Al Denson will go to the keyboard and start, uh, start great. Are you Lord? And it's like, I love Al. something happens, something happens yeah, in dude. the room, man. And we're like, Jeez. okay, now it's time to have church now, man. It, it's unbelievable. Insane. There's like a handful of songs out there that like, you just, you hear it and you know, every time you just hear that beginning, God's going to back in the day, like might is save. Whenever you hear that yeah. guitar part, yeah. do, 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 you're like, Oh, okay. Let's, let's go. go. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so there's something like, what kind of an experience is, I mean, like, can you even put into words what that's like to, to know that God entrusted you with the words of a song like that, that would in a lot of ways, like shake the kingdom. Like, I mean, can you even put that into words? No, because I honestly, man, it was, you know, I tried to kill it. Like whenever we were, whenever we wrote it, I was like, eh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really like it that much. And then, and it was, it was also, and I, I, I had to conv confess this to, you know, we wrote it with Ingram. I had to confess it to Ingram and cause it was, it was right after we wrote that you know, kind of right after I'd left the need to breathe stuff. And at that point in the camp of need to breathe, it was like, if you didn't write your songs, if you didn't write your own songs, then you weren't anything kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember that was the first time me and her really wrote with like a, a like a real writer kind of thing. Yeah. So writing with Ingram 
and we wrote the song and it was like oh of course you guys want this on the record yeah it's like we <laughs> we wrote it we wrote it wrote it with a professional yeah and and so there was this thing inside of me that was like so prideful and and so stubborn about no we we have to do this and man it has been it has been a piece that has stayed with me forever of going kid you don't know what you're doing like <laughs> you you have no clue what i'm up to and would you please just get out of the way and let me do some of this stuff and um trust me and i i, I confessed to ingram and i apologized and i said bro like this is what i was walking through and this is you know i'm thankful that we had our time and um and it was it was one of those things that that I'll forever carry with me of, of going, this is a, a perfect reminder of going, I have no clue what I'm doing and uh, just hang on for the ride. Dude, that, um, this is now the <clears throat> second story we've heard in the last like six or eight weeks of a, of a song, like a, a song of a generation that almost could have not happened. Like if you've heard Cody talk about writing the blessing, they had oh, finished yeah. like six or eight hours of writing, and he was ready to go home. It's like, yep. and, and they're like, "Hey, we go home. Can, can we stay and ride <laughs> or go home?" And he's like, "I'm hungry. Can we leave?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that unbelievable, like, yeah. incredible man. Thanks, yeah. man. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you you did that, David Leonard. Man, I want to hang a good with dude. him. He's a good dude. I love and I love the idea that they anybody can come up to a studio and hang. Like, mm. I just I'm I'm pretty excited for you guys to get into the even the uh, next week's episode he was just a really good dude yeah that was a really good interview good guy awesome well guys thank you so much for listening to episode 85 of the worship leader props podcast we're so thankful for all y'all oh my wife just joined the chat my wife's been gone for like a week with mm. the baby i'm a sad boy so love you Lori. i miss you oh. all right guys well thank you so much for listening to episode 85 and until next time see ya deuces